A changing of the guard is that too much to say that's what we saw this past Monday night. Or, in the case of our CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and Virginia Talk Radio Network listeners, heard as we carried that game. Um, it's something that's been discussed and debated. We haven't gotten into it a ton here in the fast lane, but uh, we've touched on a little bit how Clemson has had difficulty accepting the possibility that you might need to use the transfer portal to bring in talent. Crazy idea. You know, it's used by everyone, including schools in our backyard, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Liberty. They've had players come in, players leave for the portal. Clemson has not really done that, and deficiencies have not necessarily been addressed. Meanwhile, other programs in the conference and across college football have, and it does beg that question of whether that's something that's a bigger storyline to address. Trey? I was going to say this. I, I just thought of two things. Our next guest, obviously, was an all- awesome college football player like awesome at washington state like what if he entered the transfer portal like what what would happen if ryan leaf entered the transfer portal that'd be insane right yeah it is maybe hey why not just ask him right now that's a great question trey so on behalf of you trey we welcome ryan leaf first of all into the fast lane you hear him regularly on westwood one's college football and nfl broadcasts ryan do you spend much time thinking yourself what would it have been like if I was at Washington State and entered the transfer portal back when I was a player? Well, I, I, for having me, and uh, I've thought about this a lot, of course, because there's a very impulsiveness to 18 to 22 year olds, uh, and in my case, very impulsive. And so, if the transfer portal would have existed uh, after my freshman year, I had some. You know, I, I was uncomfortable. I was homesick. I was all the things that go into it. If there hadn't been a, you know, um, hurdles you'd have to step over back then to try to try to transfer, um, if you could have just walked right into a compliance officer's uh, office and say, put me in the portal, I, I definitely would have. And it would have been the biggest mistake of my life because, sure enough, you know, I had to deal with that adversity. And I... I learned from it, and I overcame it, and I put in the work, and I became the quarterback, and we did something that hadn't been done there in, in 67 years, and that's win a championship and play for a national championship. So there's, there's things I always um, caution these players about the transfer portal. The understanding of, you know, everybody assumes they're going to play in the NFL, so you want to go to a place that can, you know, give you the best chance to do that, or you understand that you may never play of football after college is over. So you want to be able to go to a place that's going to give you the best opportunity to continue to play. And it's, you know, it's really a, a big-time quarterback portal is what it has been. But if Clemson were to have used it, I was listening to what you guys were saying a little bit there, if Clemson were to choose to use it, they would get the best players. It's not like uh, – like, would go into the portal and disappear where you would never get a scholarship again because you were just unhappy with where you were at. Clemson would have the ability to get the best players. Dabble Sweeney has just been unwilling. He believes he can grow them from the ground up out of high school and make a difference. Only two transfers uh, ever in his uh, process. No JC transfers. He never even goes to JUCO to recruit from, from that part of it. And so this is this has been very interesting. Uh, I was on that call Monday night, and that Clemson team certainly did not look and play like the teams we've watched over the last you know, decade or so. Cough, cough, Keon Coleman. 
that's one example yeah. of it, <laughs> of many. They'll see him real soon. Not, 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 not too long in a couple of weeks as Ryan Leaf is with us here in the fast lane. Ryan, you reference that and the challenge of not embracing the transfer portal that has really plagued a team like the Clemson Tigers. Does it ever cause you to wonder what the future is for a guy like Dabo Swinney whose approach is so different? You know, I have I, I have a producer on my show that is a Clemson grad, and of course, you know those guys live and die by their their, their Tigers. And I, I asked him that question today exactly. I said, "Hey, is there a you know when's the athletic director walk into his office? Because Dabo's so big, two national championships, you know, so big in that on that campus, and the approach he takes around a faith based, uh, you know, you know, grow them uh, as recruits and all that process." And uh, when what does it take for the the athletic director to make a make a walk to his office and say, hey, hey, big fellow, we you know we we need you to to evolve here. Um, what does that have to look like? And um, he said, I, I think that's probably a conversation that needs to be had um, pretty quick. And, uh, and and I expect it probably will. And I don't know how he receives that. You know, he's made enough money. He's coached. Uh, and in one championships, I know he loves to do it. Um, you know, I talked to him a little bit before the game on on Monday night, of course, and and I just I don't know if he because he's been so staunch about the idea of players being paid and all the things like that. It would interest me to see if he was willing to to compromise uh, to try to put together a, a you know a winning team with what college football and what the landscape of college football has become. Ryan D. Leaf, Twitter and Instagram to hear more about Ryan Leaf and learn more and follow what he's doing. He's got the Straight Line Pod. He's also an advocate for mental health and sober life, and he's very open about that. And he's shared a little bit of that with us today in the Fast Lane while also talking some college football. Uh, The other side of the transfer portal is Coach Prime at Colorado. And I know on your podcast, and you've got the clip up at Ryan D. Leaf on Twitter and Instagram, about Deion Sanders and the ability to get people to believe and the ability to use doubters about his system to bring that to life. How much are people still underestimating Colorado and Coach Prime just because the way he's gone about building that roster, reconstructing that program, is the embodiment almost of the new era of college football? Yeah, I think he, he's exactly that. Even even on, on college game day, if you heard Coach Corso, you know, Coach Corso is so old school. Uh, he's from a, a different era of, of football. He's seen many eras of it. And he, he's, you know, he was very adamant about, um, you know, what Prime was doing and, and uh, how he understands it, but how he doesn't agree with it. And um, I think that's the thing people have to get over. Like, this is it. He's just ahead of his time. He just, he, he could see how it was coming, where it was going, how he could navigate that, and he's got a professional competitive mindset. And when he did is he walked in that room and he said, you know, I'm going to make this, this team in my image, and then we're going to go out and I'm going to hire the – I don't think it's been talked about enough, the, the, the men he hired to coach, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, those guys and how, how they have really done the, the work and, and, and Prime's been the, the, you know, the mechanic outside just kind of making things go. Um, you, you got to love what he did. Now he's letting everybody know he's a competitive guy. He's always been a guy that that 
wants somebody to say something so he can tell you, I told you so, and that's what all the greats are about. I mean, you look at it. We've been watching documentaries over the last four years of these great, great players we've come to love over the years, Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter and all of them, to a fault. One's about what other people say, mostly because they want to shut them up and they want to prove them wrong because they know they're capable. And, uh, and Prime's one of them. And it, that trickles down to his, his guys in that locker room. And they're, they're walking with a swagger and uh, they're excited. I don't know how this translates. I don't know how good TCU is. That's the one thing we may, get to use, may have to get used to in all this too, guys, is the understanding that, and Lane Kiffin told it, said it really plain and simple, and I think he was the first coach to really say it, because I don't know if they want to go away from the idea that they still can build a culture where they're at. But it's going to be very difficult because you are essentially kind of putting together a bunch of mercenaries each and every year the best possible way. How good are you at attracting the best talent in the transfer portal and putting a roster together in uh, in in quick time and put them on the field to be competitive and it's it's an art you know uh, Mel Tucker did a great job in his first year at Michigan State we've seen what Mike Norvell's been able to do at Florida State I think Scott Satterfield's a really good example of that I think that Cincinnati team's going to surprise a lot of people this year and clearly uh, we saw what uh, Coach Prime uh, has done at Colorado and flipping that roster over too so. This is the this is the way now. Until somebody, whether that's the NCAA or Congress or who knows, comes in and maybe puts a little more restrictions on the NIL aspect of things or or something like that, I, I foresee it being uh, the wild wild west. And once you can figure out how to navigate that the best, that's who's going to be champion. The scene is up from Durham this past Monday night after. Duke knocked off Clemson. You were there on the call for Westwood One, and many of our listeners heard it on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You posted it at Ryan D. Leaf on your social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram. Is that scene likely to disappear because of the transfer portal and fan interest wanes, or will fan interest always be there even though there may be an increasing realization that the student-athletes lead even less of a life that mirrors the normal college experience than what these fans have always believed it to be? I would expect to show up for a winner. I, it's just, it, it's the way of the world when you're not, let's say, a, you know, just a blue blood at that sport. It's just a different feel. And I, I love the fact that because of the performance a year ago, the fans showed up. And for a huge game. Because, you know, realistically, it has to be hope. But, I mean, Duke alumnus and people around Durham, they're also pragmatic. They also know that, most likely, Clemson's coming in here to put a whooping on us. That's how it's always gone. This team has never played in an environment uh, in a moment like this, so I expect it to be, uh, you know, a difficult situation. But the fans still showed up. It was an awesome atmosphere because, you recall correctly, just two years ago, Louisville came to town, uh, and it was uh, Coach Cutcliffe's final season, and there they were uh, with about 500 people in the audience. And Malik Cunningham went for, like, 350 throwing, 250 rushing. And this kid came in late in the third by the name of Riley Leonard, a true freshman quarterback. And something shifted, and something changed. And you add Mike Elko and what he does defensively, that gives people hope. And the fact that 19 starters, when you and I – just got done talking about the portal. 
good players at maybe what people would showcase as lower universities in terms of talent and opportunity usually vacate and go someplace else. Not one of them did. Not one of them did. They stuck at home. They stuck for Mike Elko. They trusted him, and they were rewarded for it on Monday night. And it was wonderful to see the environment, the way the kids played, and to see how the coaches made the adjustments at halftime. That's usually Clemson making the uh, adjustments at halftime. Those are the coaches that usually do a better job, but uh, you can clearly tell that Mike Elko has put a staff together that was willing to, to evolve and make some changes. And, boy, did they get it done in that second half. It was a lot of fun to be a part of. Last one for you, Ryan. we got about a minute. Duke a contender with FSU atop the ACC? Are they still behind North Carolina if the Heels play like they did against uh, against South Carolina? In, you know, do you see a dark horse coming in? What's your outlook now a week into this early ACC season? Well, my, my – uh, my ACC champion before the season even started was Florida State. I, I, I've been all in on this team. I thought Jordan Travis was going to make another, uh, you know, another big leap in in his really third year uh, with Mike Norvell, and, and he has, he has. I I thought the the game on Sunday night was going to be uh, the first step to be able to play two top ten teams, but unfortunately Clemson is not going to be a top ten team now. Uh, but to have a chance to knock off a couple top ten. Uh, ranked teams in the first four weeks of the season uh, would would firmly put Jordan Travis, I think, at the at the top of the the Heisman run. And then with the season that it has to play out, there's a very good chance that they would have a very good run through the final you know eight games of the season, and that would put them in a position. So I like Florida State at one. I like um, I like uh, uh, North Carolina right now at two because of the defense. Drake May's great. He's good. He's going to be an NFL quarterback. But the fact that the defense showed up and played, that's what they've been missing. To get nine sacks in that football game was huge. So I, I got those two up front. I got Clemson at third, uh, Duke at four, probably Clemson at, at, at a fourth spot. And then you kind of follow down the stretch from that. There's going to be some upsets. There's going to be things that happen, especially some weird things uh, on the road in the ACC. But right now, clearly, the teams that made the statement again was Florida State, Carolina, and was Duke. Period. Those were the three that made a very loud and uh, um, you know compelling argument for them being the best team in the ACC. We know Riley Leonard's probably uh, uh, you know one of the best quarterbacks in all of America, and the three teams we just talked about have great quarterbacks: Drake May, George Travis, and of course uh, Riley Leonard. Ryan, thank you for your time and insight today in the fast lane. We appreciate your candor, your feedback, and your honesty. Looking for more of it at the Straight Line Podcast. And, of course, Ryan D. Leaf on your social media platforms. Plus, excited to hear you on your next Westwood Run broadcast right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Ryan Leaf with us here in the Fast Lane. A big thanks to him for his time today. If you missed any of that or any of our chats, Fast Lane Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. Keep updated and weigh in. Trey Lyle VT and Fast Lane Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're back tomorrow afternoon. Maybe not Trey if Brian Nolan, in fact, is going to join us. But I'm scheduled to be back tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, my cough's coming up real quick. Yeah, uh, you know, it sounds like uh, your regularly scheduled cough well, is about to be an issue. Well, based off of today, we hope you survive through tonight. Yeah, no question. I uh, My sinuses started acting up, and all of a sudden, a nosebleed just kicked in. And unfortunately, this is not the nosebleed seats that you might be experiencing somewhere else. Uh, This is the actual kind when sinuses go awry. So we're back tomorrow afternoon if 
we actually make it that far. On the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, W226BG Timberlake, WVGMA Lynchburg, WMNA, Gretna Danville Southside. Now it's time late but still to go live to the Zach Gelb Show.